Hi, this is Jason Lee Bassard, Casper Meisters. Thanks for stopping by the weekly teaching podcast. This is week two of our study on the book of Esther. This week uh, we had some sharing in the congregation. Uh, we actually abbreviated the talk a little bit, and there's a video at the end. So, uh, Hevel, Hevel, all is Hevel. Enjoy each day as it comes. Thanks for listening. Hope you have a great week. It's my good friend Mark. He's the head elder of the church. Um, I'm giving him the microphone. So this is probably the weirdest church service some of you have ever been to in your entire life. And uh, I, I want to say thank you to Jason because um, I know as a pastor, you tend to get very, I have a message that I need to share. <laughs> And Jason doesn't. He hasn't written a sermon yet anyway. He's still working on it. So, um, Jason asked me if I wanted to share a little bit, and I said, sure. And he said, thank you. Take as much time as you want. So, I'm not going to take a ton of time, but I just want to share a little um, testimony. I guess that's the word we're using today. Um, A year ago today, my life went crazy. And I lost my wife. Um, and it was horrible. But what, what I want to talk about today is this church. And there are people here, and this is just baffling to me, that never knew her. You, you've been coming to this church for eight months, and I know you're thinking, who is that devastatingly handsome man who we occasionally see standing in front of the church besides Pastor Jason. The one who looks like Pastor Jason's father. Um, And so this year has been a little crazy for me. And um, Davian, do you want to throw that video? Is it working? Davian. So... Um, this young woman holding me, her name is Maggie. She was our instructor and she, um, it wasn't just me. I had some nieces and nephews who did it with me and that kind of stuff. But as I got this video, I started thinking, man, this kind of been my life. I, I don't know if you can tell when I start, you like just fall into air that's moving at 165 miles an hour. And you have to figure out how to get your stuff organized so that you can maintain where you're at and you can be kind of normal. But it helps if you have someone to help you along the way. And you guys were my Maggie this week. You did a couple things for me. You let me put up with when I was weird, and you let me put up with my strange moods and my whatever I had going on, and you called me out when I was like, oh yeah, I'm fine, and you're like, are you? Are you really? Um, And I thank you for that. You helped me like Maggie did when I'm running for a wall. You grabbed me, pulled me back. 
And probably the most important thing Maggie did, and you may not have seen it, it's at the very beginning, but as I'm standing there in the doorway, Maggie looks at me, and she looks over at the guy in the little booth, and she's like, and what that means is, this guy's gonna need a little more air, or he's going straight down. And I know there are people in this room that said, God, Mark needs a little more air today because otherwise I would have gone straight down. And um, I'm still really sad. I mean, obviously, a lot of us, you know, people knew her as Mrs. Ann or Miss Beth or Beth or Bethy. You know, she had 100 names and she left a spot in all of our hearts. But um, I know that last song, one of my favorites, and I know she's up there and she's doing that. And we miss her. I miss her a lot every day. A lot of us do. Um, But I just wanted to take a minute and thank you guys for um, turning up the air for me when I needed it and keeping me from banging into the walls or flipping over on my back or who knows. Who knows what kind of shenanigans I could have gotten into if I didn't have people here to keep me straight. So I just wanted to say thank you. Um, And for those of you who have been attending a short period of time, this is a great church. And when you get in that spot where you're just falling face first into a 160 mile an hour wind, we've got your back and we'll keep you afloat. So thank you. Um, That's all I wanted to say. I just thank you guys. Um, I appreciate it a lot. Lots of good words this morning, huh? So that is a church service. Um, I'm going to blow out the candles. You remember what that means? Hevel. Hevel. I cannot grab a hold of it. I can see it. I don't understand why I feel the way I feel. This is all meaningless. This is pain, this is suffering, this is sorrow. Bad things happen to good people. Hevel. Vapor. I'm going to read scripture, show you a video, and we're going home. Ecclesiastes chapter 3 and 11 is where we'll be today. There is an occasion for everything, a time for every activity under heaven. A time to give birth, a time to die, a time to plant, and a time to uproot. A time to kill and a time to heal, a time to tear down and a time to build. A time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance. A time to throw stones and a time to gather stones, a time to embrace and a time to avoid embracing. A time to search and a time to count as lost. A time to keep and a time to throw away. A time to tear and a time to sow. A time to be silent and a time to speak. A time to love and a time to hate. 
a time for war and a time for peace. Verse 16, I also observed under the sun there is a wickedness at the place of judgment and there is a wickedness at the place of righteousness. I said to myself, God, judge the righteous and the wicked since there is a time for every activity and every work. I said to myself, this happens so that God may test the children of Adam and that they may see for themselves they are like animals. For their fate, for the fate of the children of Adam and the fate of animals is the same. As one dies, so dies the other. They all have the same breath. People have no advantage over animals since everything is hevel. All are going to the same place, all come from dust, and all return to dust. Who knows if the spirits of the children of Adam go upward or the spirits of an animal go downward to the earth? I have seen that there is nothing better than for a person to enjoy his activities because that is his reward. Who can enable him to see what will happen after he dies? My addition, everything is hevel. Turn with me over to Ecclesiastes 11. We're going to read another poem. Send your bread on the surface of the water. For after many days you will find it. Give a portion to seven or even eight or even to eight. For you don't know what the disaster may happen on earth. If the clouds are full, they will pour out rain on the earth. Whether the tree falls to the south or the north, the place where the tree falls, there it will lie. One who watches the wind will not sow, and the one who looks at the clouds will not reap. Just as you don't know the path of the wind or how Bones develop in the womb of a pregnant woman, so also you don't know the work of God who makes everything. In the morning, sow your seed, and at evening, do not let your hand rest because you don't, you don't know which will succeed, whether or not, whether one or the other, or if both of them will be equally good. Light is sweet, and it's pleasing for the eyes to see the sun. Indeed, if someone lives many years, let him rejoice in them all. And let him remember the days of darkness, since they will be many. All that comes is hevel. Rejoice, young person, while you're young. And let your heart be glad in the days of your youth. And walk in the ways of your heart and in the desire of your eyes. But, but know, for that all of these things God will bring you to judgment. Remove sorrow from your heart and put away pain from your flesh because youth and the prime of life are fleeting. So remember, and this is the key, so remember your creator in the days of your youth before the days of adversity come and the years approach when you will say, I have no delight in them before the sun and the light are darkened and the moon and the stars and the clouds return from the rain on the days when the guardians of the house tremble and the strong men stoop and the women who grind grain cease because they are few and the ones who watch the windows see dimly. The doors at the, at the street are shut while the sound of the mill fades when the one rises at the sound of a bird and all the daughters of the song grow faint. Also, they are afraid of heights and dangers on the road. The almond tree blossoms, the grasshopper loses its spring, and the caper berry has no effect, and the mere mortal is headed to his eternal home. 
before the silver cord is snapped and the golden bowl is broken and the jar is shattered at the spring and the wheel is broken into the well and the dust returns to the earth as it once was and the spirit returns to God who gave it absolute hevel, says the teacher. Everything is hevel. We're going to dive deep next week and the week after onto what some of these in-between passages, but hevel, hevel, everything is hevel. Meaningless, futile, worthless, all of those words, hevel. What is, what is the, the teacher, the Koelith, trying to teach? What is he trying to share? Remember your creator. Enjoy that you were created. Enjoy the life that you're given. And we're going to find at the end of Ecclesiastes, Ecclesiastes, verse 13 of chapter 12, when all has been heard, the conclusion of the matters is this, fear God, keep his commands, because for this is all for humanity. For God will bring about every act to judgment, including every hidden thing, whether good or evil. The teacher is saying, it's meaningless, meaningless, all is hevel, all is hevel. There is one solution. Fear God, obey his commands. Because we're not guaranteed tomorrow. We're not guaranteed wealth. We're not guaranteed prosperity. We're not guaranteed anything. We're guaranteed hevel. We will wither and we will die. Remember your creator. If I were to give testimony today of what this church does, is it remembers its creator well in its activity. It's worship, it's generosity, it's giving, it's care for one another, it's uh, desire to uphold and to, what a great analogy, to be the heir the wind behind the sails, but it's spirit-empowered. Enjoy your life and what you're experiencing because it will wither and it will fade, and it's a gift. Whether you're in pain, whether you're not as fast as you used to be when you're 21, whether you can't recall information like me right now as fast as I want to, whether you're going through hard times, whether life is perfect, and you're shaped just the way you want to be shaped, and you look in the mirror and you're so happy, enjoy it. It's a gift from God. This walk that we get to walk is so much better when we walk with the Lord. All of it is a gift, all of it. Every last morsel we take in, every last uncomfortable seat we sit in, it's all a gift. And that's what the teacher is teaching. As it's sand that slips through our finger, that's the gift. I saw this amazing video, I want you to watch it with me, about time. Now I had all this stuff that we're going to do this morning. So many great words have already been said. But this video is beautiful about time. And that's this morning, there's a time for everything. And we are, the one thing that we can't hold on to is our time, it just goes. Every day you lose 24 hours. Enjoy 
the gift of each day that God's given you. Watch this video with me and then I'll come up um, and we'll close out. For over 150 years, men have bruised and battled on fields like this. Fighting for inches, foot by foot, yard after yard, they go to war. And all for the glory of the game. Funny thing about glory, though. Doesn't last too long down here, does it? This life is barely a second in the scope of eternity. And eternity, well, that's an overtime game that's much harder to comprehend. But what if, what if we thought of it this way? What if we measured time by the length of this football field? The Bible tells us that to God, one day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years is like one day. Look, I don't have a math mind, but I do know football. So if we were to measure time by the length of this field, then this hundred yards, that would be a thousand years. The 50-yard line, that's 500 years. And right here, this is where we live our lives. First and 10, plus and minus a decade, day after day, living in the red zone. But in this eight, nine, 10 yards that we fought over every inch for, how do we know whether we're winning or we're losing? Well, thing is, God has quite a different way of measuring a yard or a year or even a thousand years. Because let's face it, What's it to him? God's thousand years, the long suffering. His new day, it's full of new mercy. That midnight hour is there for a second chance. You see, time never holds him back or forces him forward. The moments of someone's life stolen away too early by death and multiplied without end on the banquet table of eternity. Yes, our agonizing weight is but a drop in the bucket of his goodness and grace. All those seconds that go by, those inches played out on the giant field of eternity, is God's perfect plan carried out in a precision that we can't even fathom. Thankfully, we don't have to understand. All we have to do is trust him. So, how will your years, your season in this world, be measured? Yards fought and won? or by trusting in the one who can get you down the field of eternity. And he doesn't even break a sweat. Enjoying your day is about trusting the one who created the day. Living a faith-filled life with eternity in mind changes the perspective of the hevel. We live for a greater day than today, but enjoy today. Thank you, worship team, for preparing. I'm going to close us in prayer today. Father in heaven, thank you. Um, 
Thank you for all that you give. Thank you for the word of your testimony that was given this morning. And Lord, continue to fill this place. Make us a people who are really good at making wind to lift others up. We love you, Lord. In Christ's name, amen. We can close with the doxology. Let's do it.